0: football cards oh my goodness there is not a better time to get in this hobby we say that every week because we want the football card community on the football card quest to keep growing and andy to start off today's episode we always lead it with a general question and it's one that you get all the time what is the best day and time to end an auction and and What's very interesting is you brought up a new term as a part of the fantasy football card quest Patreon and just community in general, called hyper relevancy.
1: Hyper relevancy, yes, Uh, it's it's a new term that I've kind of coined in, in, and I've come about this term by watching auctions end on specific players, specific cards, because I believe, Carter, that there are uh, a few factors that go into when you should put a card in an auction versus a buy it now and i think if you're going to list a card in auction it's got to be hyper relevant well what do i mean by that i mean that you should end the auction on game time when the player is actually playing and you need this to work out in your favor so you need the player to actually go out and at least meet expectations or exceed expectations and then you've got to have some a card that actually is demanded like a a you know, We talk about the factors that go into uh, making a card demanded or making it liquid, like the brand recognition, whether it's prism optic, select, the rated rookie logo, then the RC shield, the on-card autograph, the serial number, all those factors. Now, if, if, if you've got all those factors and then your player is also playing, that makes that card hyper relevant. And that's when that auction should end to capitalize on, on the most amount of bidders, which give you the most amount of money back in your pocket
0: and it's a challenge right to try and guess who actually is hyper relevant now more often than not it's going to be a quarterback but I mean if somebody goes out there and has a five touchdown game or you know like a two touchdown game I'm not gonna lie Andy when I saw Jawan Johnson catch another tight end for the uh, another touchdown for the Saints I was like, God, I want a Juwan Johnson card right now. I did that with PJ Walker when he hit that bomb to DJ Moore a few weeks ago. I love that idea. Now, it does take, it is a little bit of a risk because that player does need to go off. So somebody would actually go and search for that player's name. But I've, you know, this, when you brought this up to me before this episode began, I've had more success with with that like a auction ending when a player balls out of control.
1: Yeah, I mean if you're right, for example, if you know Christian Watson hasn't done anything all year. Uh he even in fact he dropped a wide open touchdown week 1 when they lost the Vikings and you know he has a three touchdown game yesterday. Well, I was looking at the auctions that ended for him uh yesterday right as that game was ending, so around 7 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and those cards were selling for more than the buy it now. Because if you were listening to Buy It Now, you may have been trying to look at sold items and looking at these auctions that are, are ending for you know $20 on let's just say a score plain autograph card, right? Uh, whereas, you know, if you had the auction ending right at that moment, you could have got 50, 60. Seventy dollars because you you've now got these bidders coming in looking at what's ending soonest, trying to get that instant gratification. If the card that they're after is not in the buy it now section, then of course they're going to be looking at the auctions that are ending soonest, wanting to get in on a player that looks like you know he's emerging as Aaron Rodgers' new favorite toy in Green Bay. Plus, they get a big overtime win. Um, over the Dallas Cowboys and all of a sudden the Packers are one and a half games out from wildcard games so all these things add up and the, the fan base we talk about the market size that plays a big effect because that you know means this is how many potential like diehard fans are flocking to eBay to get a, a piece of this player's you know rookie memorabilia for their collection as well
0: Yeah, so, you know, if you want to list it as a buy it now and you want that price to be set, go right on to it and you might get some sales. But the good thing about an auction, all right, is there is a clock. There is time involved. And we've seen this just throughout sports and just in, you know, everyday concepts. There's something about an auction that gives you FOMO, right? Because you see the clock. You've been watching that card. You're like, we've all done this, Andy, where you (laughs) – Hit the heart, and it's like, let, let me watch this Joe Burrow auto. It's only at seven bucks. You check in an hour later. Oh, well, it's at a thousand five hundred seventy three. I'm out on this. But that's the thing, right? You look at that card, and it does pop up, and people will watch it more if you do the ninety nine cent auction thing. So there's something about auctions. I know Andy, you've been very pro buy it now, but if you want to actually sell cards and you for sure are going to sell it auctions are obviously a really good way to go so let us know in the comment section because andy look there's going to be a lot of pushback on what you say here because most people are tried and true in their ways i start an auction on a sunday night at 7 p.m that has been my tried and true method for however many years i've been selling cards and look that's it's not a bad option either but I'm telling you if you time that auction when a game ends or when a player's balling out it could be big.
1: Oh, it could be big. I was looking at a Tua just a base prism PSA 10 Tua that ended for about $40 more in auction at 7:30 p.m. on Sunday versus another one identical card that ended at 11:30 p.m. So I also think uh-huh. you have to take into consideration like uh p- kind of put yourself in other people's shoes the potential bidders or buyers and a lot of times that's us. You know, you don't have to really think too hard. Like, what is that person doing at 1130 on Sunday night? They're probably passed out by the, you know, one, we got daylight savings time. Now it's dark outside by 530. Uh, and a lot of guys like our age have kids and stuff as well. Either that or you're, you're partying, you're hanging out during game day <laughs> on Sundays is the weekend. Probably passed out by 1130 p.m. on Sunday night. Eastern Standard Time. So not a, an ideal time to end an, an East Coast player that just broke out at one o'clock earlier that day, you know, that's trending up. You want to try and, you know, it's it's a lot of of psychology and anticipation of of the buying behaviors um on the other end. And, and that's how you're gonna get your best results in an auction.
0: Yeah, and more most auctions are seven days. So like what you should do is look at this Sunday's slate of games and look at the next Sunday's slate of games and see what times those games are actually set to play. And guess what? You could time it. You could see, you know, from two weeks from now, this player is going to have a good matchup. Let me take advantage of this matchup, right? So for instance, a good time for me, uh, that that I think would have been to 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 list a Justin Herbert card was this past Sunday, right? Because he's going to play on Sunday Night Football versus Patrick Mahomes. I know the Chiefs are really good, but I expect a bounce back game from Justin Herbert. Um, it, it, it's 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 very interesting how the psychology of all of that goes. And you know, it's it, this is a big term that's used in poker, but extracting the most value out of a you know a card is tough, right? There, there's no exact science on how to do it. And you know, you always go back to this. It is always harder to sell a card than buy a card. But I do agree it it is better to list a card when the player is actually playing. We have short attention spans. And once again, I, I promise I saw Jawan Johnson score a TD. I was like, I kind of want a Jawan Johnson card because he scored some TDs. But you know, later that night I was like Ah, this Jawan Johnson, right? People are impulse buyers, Andy.
1: Uh, yeah, and I'd say also when it comes to hyper-relevancy, think about the fatigue around a certain player, right? Like right now the Chargers are really struggling, right? They're just struggling with wide receiver talent, offensive line performance, coaching, the whole nine yards. According to PFF, they're only a 39% chance at this point to make the playoffs. There is definitely some Justin Herbert fatigue in the sense that a lot yeah. of people spend a lot of money on Justin Herbert cards before the season, last year, even going back to the end of 2020 season. So at this point, like if I had like a super high-end National Treasures uh, PSA 10, numbered out of 25, autographed Justin Herbert, I'm probably not going to put that in auction, even if I do expect him to have a bounce-back performance against the Chiefs because I don't see people spending the kind of money I would want to get from that card on Justin Herbert right now, whereas Justin Fields – heck yeah man this is a perfect time if you've got a card that kind of meets that criteria people are literally uh shelling out big bucks to get these rare cards of justin fields whereas right now i think it's like yeah i want some exposure to justin herbert maybe i'll buy low but i don't want to over leverage myself or invest too much as maybe they they do miss the playoffs and i think that the justin herbert market over the course of the next three to four months could actually go down quite a bit. it's just, there's a lot of Justin Herbert fatigue there. So I think you do have to take that kind of thing into consideration as well. When, when you're, when you're considering ending your auction.
0: Yeah. And look, you're right on the money about that. And that does lend us to, to me, the the, the guy that has been the story of the football card hobby and it is Justin Fields, right? We we're talking about it before we actually started this episode and Andy, I, the, the stat you share with me, okay, I want everybody that's listening or watching this right now, this stat as far as football card graded sales is about to blow your freaking skull open with the Ohio State talisman himself, Justin Fields.
1: Oh, yeah. So in the past 24 hours alone – uh, so so if I zoom in here, you can see this is, this is all the graded football card sold activity on eBay uh, tracked by day. So you can see the difference between auction and buy it now. The auctions are pretty steady. They spike every Monday. They're pretty steady week to week. But you can see this buy it now volume has spiked. It, it's hit all-time highs from just before the season. And 50% of that activity in the last 24 hours has been just in fields. 415 graded Justin Fields football cards have sold in the past 24 hours. P- pretty uh, incredible number. <sighs> or, or the last week, sorry, the 415 is the last week. Uh, but that, that contributes for, you know, roughly, roughly 50% of the, the overall graded football card market.
0: No, it's just insane. It's absolutely insane. And, and, That's the thing, kind of like going along with what you were saying a minute ago about Justin Herbert. You know, I think he's going to have a bounce-back game. Justin Herbert's been in the mind of everybody. Justin Fields, he's fresh. He's new. He's the hyped-up guy right now. So if you've been buying Justin Fields cards, a lot of you are cashing in right now, and it's truly incredible how good this guy's looked. And something else that's very interesting is uh, – and every time I, I look at Justin Herbert's sold items, it is just ridiculous the amount of volume of Justin Herbert cards that are out there. It's not just like super high-end stuff. It's just just the amount of cards that's sold on that guy is, is truly insane. But, Andy, the story is all about Justin Fields at this time.
1: Yeah, So on this page, Carter, what we're looking at is is the most sold cards in the past 30 days in PSA 10 format. Two of the top eight are now Justin Fields, both his base Donruss and his base Prism. Now up to almost $100, the the current trend. So that's a a 33% increase. You can see that chart going up. Uh, The population only 653 on this card. More of these cards are coming back from PSA. More people are now going to be submitting You know, Justin Fields, and as long as he continues to play like he like he is, the the wins don't necessarily really matter because of the factors that we talked about, Carter, between the market size of Chicago, the youth, the draft capital behind him and the actual performance that he's putting on the field and and how much that is exceeding the expectations.
0: (laughs) I love me some Justin Fields, Annie. I mean, there's just so much that I freaking love about this guy. His attitude, the way he plays the game—it's it's high octane, unbelievable run here, unbelievable run there. He's just a star, honestly. Now, there are some stats that work against him. Sometimes he does hold on to the football uh, too long, but man, I mean, he has just looked phenomenal. Even though versus the Lions, he was a big reason why they won the game. He was also a big reason why they actually lost it. They ended up losing the game. They looked like they were going to win, but he threw that really bad, bad, bad pick six. But the thing is, he's fun to watch, right? Like, for me, this is a big difference between Justin Fields and Mac Jones. Mac Jones feels like I'm watching, you know, Gus Farad. Feels like I'm watching Chad Pennington all over again. Justin Fields feels like I'm watching Lamar Jackson. Feels like I'm watching young Steve Young, if you will. Um, it, it's 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 also the fact that Justin Fields is as fun as you know what to watch.
1: Oh yeah, man, super fun to watch. I mean, it's 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 really um, exciting to see what his market's doing. I I do think that he's one of those guys that uh, is going to continue to kind of appreciate and value, um, even though that I mean, there's like a very very small percentage for them to make the playoffs. This is just a singular uh, quarterback exceeding expectations, plus a massive market and the youth and everything uh, type of explosion that we're seeing. So there's a lot of merit behind it, um, like you talk about. So it's it's different than you know the the uh, you know like t- look at the Kirk Cousins. Like Kirk Cousins has actually gone up quite a bit in value, but that's a that's a totally different. That's a totally different story and uh, cause correlation behind the value increases of Kirk Cousins than Justin Fields.
0: As you know, Andy, I bought some Kirk last year and probably need to start selling some of it. But yeah, I I don't know. I kind of like riding this Vikings wave and I'm not even a Vikings fan. I know I got the Chris Carter jersey in the background, but know I'm cheering for them, for Justin Jefferson and Patrick Peterson. And how about both of them balling out of control in the biggest game of the year? Uh, But that's not here nor there. But, yeah, I'm a Kirk believer. Let's go, Kirk. You like that? You like that? Uh, But, yeah, you know, Kirk Cousins, it's interesting because, you know, for him, he is a part of the iconic 2012 football card rookie class right now it's not iconic for the players in the class andy but for those that aren't familiar it's iconic because that's first year prism and andy first year prisms you know kind of kind of adds in to a, a little bit to the cards
1: oh absolutely i mean there's a big uh, following of uh, people love to collect the inaugural release of anything especially when you are talking about a brand that is really been the flagship or the king brand for football cards uh, dating back to 2012 and when it really became popular when Panini got that exclusive NFL contract uh, circa 2015-2016 when they first you know their first year exclusive they released the Optic and so that's why Optic 2016 Optic is just like the 2012 Prism in terms of inaugural release collection and Tyreek Hill's rookie card is a part of that year, So there's there's a, a nice little boost to that. Um, I'm still blown away with the, the population of the PSA 10 Kirk Cousins. And, you know, uh, he's a perfect example because his story is so different where a lot of the hobby is still not sold on Kirk Cousins being um, MVP, which he's right there. I mean, guys right there, a front runner for MVP besides Patrick Mahomes, and it's kind of slipping out of Josh Allen's hands. And, you know, Jalen Hurts is up there, but, you know, hey, hey, man, we'll see what happens. They've they've got a difficult matchup ahead of them. But I mean, he's right there. But once he gets that award, once he makes the playoff and actually wins a playoff game, I do see a lot of people finally jumping on board. And by that time, it's going to be too late if you're an investor. You know, you could still get in now. Just comparing his values to like Ryan Tannehill, Russell Wilson, who's just having an absolute terrible year, you know, and and or potentially get some raw Kirk Cousins stuff graded. Like this is a perfect guy to target in auction because he's not hyper relevant like Justin Jefferson or Justin Fields is CC doesn't drive that kind of FOMO. Plus, there has been, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that just do not want to buy into Kirk Cousins because of his lack of performance on primetime in primetime games or his lack yeah. of playoff success in the past. So they're not going to get in on it until they actually see yeah. it. They're not giving him any faith benefit of the doubt of success like they do, like they bake into the values of the Herberts and the, now the Justin Fields and the Mac Jones and that kind of thing.
0: It's interesting because, you know, draft capital does play a role in this. And, you know, he was part of the most interesting drafted Quarterback class, considering Washington drafted two QBs in their class, and obviously uh, RG three, who's now an announcer, uh, started off great, but he fell off. Kirk ended up being you know the better quarterback out of the two of them, but he's only five thousand passing yards behind Russell Wilson. He's got two more Pro Bowls than Matthew Stafford, and look, we've seen what a Super Bowl hype window can do to card prices for everybody. Everybody goes up. We saw him last year. So it's crazy to to consider Kirk Cousins, but, you know, people fear the primetime game. Now, you said what you said a minute ago about a playoff game. Trust me, I've seen Kirk Cousins win a playoff game against my dear, beloved New Orleans Saints. Uh, But he – I don't know. He's just good. Like, he's not spectacular. He doesn't run around like Justin Fields or whatever. But, man, Kirk – Kirk can fling it, man. He could just rip that son of a gun. And yes, he has Justin Jefferson, but the dude can flat out play. And something else is, you know, Kirk is kind of in the news a little bit more because of some of this off the field, put all the chains on him, okay. uh, bare shirt. Uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, you got the Adam Schefter gritty, whatever. Um, it, it's very, very, very interesting. So I got a few cheap Kirk Cousins autographs that. Know, I'm going to hold on till potential, uh, potential Super Bowl run. Now, we get into to me, um, the the juice of the episode, hobby tip of the week. And Andy, I'm I'm actually going to start here, and this is very, very important release calendars. Right? We saw what happened last year with you know, Prism just getting pushed pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. I'm seeing a lot of origins, you know, getting broken right now, and that's fine if you want uh, to, to to break origins, go right on ahead. But you know, Panini Mosaic Football not coming out till late December. Uh, Panini XR Football not coming out till late December, um, early December. December, you got some Panini Absolute Football, Pro Metal Set Football, Collegiate Football. Andy, I, I'm going to be honest. You know, the desirable sets for the Kenny Pickett rookie class, if you will, they haven't come out yet. So, you know, as far as like release calendars are concerned, sometimes it's important to look to see how far along a product is if a date gets pushed back. So, never forget to uh, to look at that, especially if you're trying to to, to buy rookies from this class.
1: Oh yeah, I, I, that's a great tip because you got to think these major retail release really drive the football card market. So your prism, your optic, even things like mosaic, which is now a major release from Panini yeah. that goes into stores. Um, and that stuff has all been pushed back to the end of the year, probably not even going to get the prism optic or select until next summer, just like we got this year. So put your mind into that, um, in, into that mode where you've got a, a lot of time with the cards that are currently coming out and, and, in population uh and supplies could disappear quite quickly so when you're buying like a score autograph card understand like that card's gonna do pretty good for the next few months still because based onerous with that iconic rated rookie logo is pushed back till the end of february you know so i mean th- these cards that are out now that have these rookyard logos pro uniforms uh, pro team logos, serial numbered autograph, all that kind of good stuff. Even the, the, the flawless collegiate, the immaculate collegiate, the national treasures collegiate. They're doing very well right now, Carter, because of the limited supply. Um, it definitely definitely something to be aware of.
0: Now, Andy, your hobby tip of the week is.
1: Hey, um, <laughs> well, um, hobby tip of the week. Oh, okay. So this is a good one. Uh, I actually shout out to James. He brought this up in our discord server. I uh, was looking at a 2005 Aaron Rodgers PSA 7, uh, and his question was whether or not he should crack it or leave it in the case. And I'm like, wow, the card's from 2005. I was like, you know, there's a lot of reprints of Aaron Rodgers. He's right up there next to Tom Brady as being one of the goats of our generation of quarterbacks. So I was like, leave it in the case to show that it's authentic, um, and, and even if it is a PSA 7, leave it in the case. And he actually did some research and found that the reprints – have a little bit different of a back on them uh, there's some very inch like little details and the little stars and the little uh reprint text on the back that make it look different so he would he felt that he was actually able to get fifteen to twenty dollars more by cracking it out but I think that's you know something important to consider. I guess if you were a brand new seller and you had no feedback right I'd rather keep that in the case because it's people are gonna less trust you less than if you had. A bunch of feedback, but if you're a well known seller, 100% positive, you have all these numbers next to your name, then I I think you could probably get away with that and crack it out and maybe get a few more dollars out of it. But ultra modern stuff, PSA 7s, 8s, they're not going to do anything for the car, they're only going to take away value. So that would be my hobby tip of the week.
0: Now we get into plays of the week, and I'm actually. Well, first thing on what you just said, once again, super vintage stuff, keep it in the slab, right? Especially if you've got a PSA 7. But obviously it depends on card to card to card. It's very interesting how much more raw stuff for super modern stuff goes for sometimes even more than PSA 9s, which is crazy to think about. You see that more Andy with basketball cards than you do football cards, but still. Now, my play of the week is something that's a little bit different, right? I find it so fascinating that, you know, quarterbacks run, you know, the, the, the hobby and they always will. Right. And as much as we want um, other positions to go up, it is still just how drastic, like how different, you know, the prices are with quarterbacks and everything else. I would be very careful as we learned with the 2021 QB draft class. I think it's pretty evident that the 2022 Draft class, Kenny Pickett. Mm. What do you think about Kenny Pickett, Andy? Uh
1: I think he's okay at best. He he's he's shown some flashes of being able to be an aggressive downfield quarterback that can make some plays, but I think he's just that he's going to be an average. He's he's like a Ryan Tannehill or something to me, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to hype up something really quickly now on this show. I've talked about this next draft class, right? The um, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud draft class, right? And some people are trying to put Will Levis in there, but mm -mm, not for me. Um, What's going to be very interesting, Andy, is I don't think that's going to be the best draft class. Now, I know previously I said, well, 2023, they're going to be good quarterbacks. 2024 quarterbacks, there are two quarterbacks that have really high grades for me. So, you know, for those that aren't familiar, I'm a full-time college football YouTuber, right? So, like, I look at this sport, you know, every week. And, you know, I love the NFL draft process. I really do. Now, what if I told you, Andy, that you're familiar with Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, right? Right. Okay. What if I told you there's two quarterbacks that have moved ahead of them amongst the draft consensus, but they aren't eligible until 2024? What if I told you that?
1: Holy crap. I'd be licking my chops trying to plan out which teams are going to draft a quarterback in 2024.
0: (laughs) And those two quarterbacks are Caleb Williams and Drake May. Okay. So Caleb Williams plays for USC. Pretty sure you're familiar with him because he played a lot as a true freshman, but there is a young man named Drake May who is getting compared a lot to Justin Herbert, right? Just a super athlete amongst the nation's leaders and big time throw percentage. Doesn't turn the football over. You look at the EPA per play and the run EPA per play from this guy. It's really incredible. Now, he isn't a Phil Longo offense. That offense can make you look really good. But truth be told, Drake May looks really, really, really special. So my hobby tip of the week is this. There are no Drake May cards I I could find, right? But I love that guy. I, I really think he's good. And I really think, obviously, Caleb Williams is good. I think this next draft class of quarterbacks. And I think the next draft class of quarterbacks are going to be better than any of the quarterbacks from 2022 and 2021. So for me, my hobby tip of the week is just playing for that. Think mm. about that. If you see, you know, some cheap leaf auto auctions and uh, for like someone like Caleb Williams for like 20 bucks, get it. Um, because we still have one more full year that both of them have to play college football. So for me, that is my hobby tip of the week, that don't get burned because you lost all this money on Mac Jones cards and you're about to pour it all in a kitty picket or you're about to pour it all into the new thing. There are better ways to use that money. And I always warn against card vloggers, right? This has been a big thing, Andy, where, you know, I know you've seen it on your YouTube algorithm. The videos are entertaining as heck, but I spent $50,000 at this card show or I spent $50,000 on this card show. Those guys have been in the industry a long time. Those guys really know what they're doing. Just because you're spending a lot of money on Zach Wilson or Mac Jones doesn't mean that that's going to pay off. So, you know, just be careful and understand that there are some quarterbacks that will be entering the nfl that are going to be better than you know the trevor lawrences and, and a few of these other quarterbacks in, in in these cycles
1: man i i love that and, and i like attacking the other side of that so if i'm trying to plan out like it is going to be tough I, I would have to buy like Uh, whether it's Onyx or Sage or or maybe Leaf or uh, maybe some of these collegiate uh, sets from Immaculate Natural Treasure will actually have those guys in it or Bowman U, uh, which I want to get a little bit of exposure to the quarterback that's potentially coming out in the draft, these guys you're talking about. But I also want to look at the teams that are teed up to draft this quarterback and then target the wide receivers on that team that are young, that have a high dynasty value, that have a long time left in the NFL and kind of plan for that spike game, kind of like that's really been my sweet spot. And you can find auctions on, on those guys that end super low during the week because they're not relevant. So like, for example, I'm going to, I want to talk about Chris Olave on the new Orleans saints. He's been one of the top uh, rookie wide receivers from this past draft class uh, his yards per route run are in elite status. Like, and I know there's been a, um, it's been interesting because it hasn't had a lot of depth chart competition with Michael Thomas being injured so much. Jarvis Landry finally gets back on the field, but the Saints got to draft a quarterback, right? Carter. I mean, they can't keep going with Andy Dalton and uh, Jameis Winston, right? I mean, they got to draft a quarterback. So that's a guy like maybe not next year because they're still in rebuild lo- mode. I don't know what you're. Your GM down there is is thinking about or planning about doing next year? We,
0: we, we don't have a first-round pick next year.
1: Oh, that's right. You trade your first-round pick. So, that, so you're out next year, so it would be 2024. So that gives me even more time to just stalk, like, save a 2022 Chris Olave rookie auto in my eBay search and and just be super selective and wait for somebody that doesn't know what they're doing that ends a super rare card during the week in auction for a guy that's on a team that's totally down and out uh, and probably is not going to get a quarterback next year either and then in 2024 i've like i've got a little cachet of a few golds out of 10 autograph you know that kind of thing maybe some xrcs for like 10 bucks and all of a sudden now i'm able to quadruple 5x my money it's kind of playing the long game on that you could look till next year like look at the Texans. they're gonna they've got a draft a quarterback um the davis mills experiment is come to an end guys i mean and so i'm gonna go ahead and stock up on uh, nico collins i'm not gonna assume brandon cooks is there plus he's a veteran doesn't drive a lot of fomo but nico collins is absolutely a guy that could spike or maybe john mechie went to alabama coming back from chemotherapy recovers from cancer and everything uh, Lord willing, then you know he gets back on the field. He's a guy that could get a lot of hype as well. Uh, come the draft time period of next year, Carolina Panthers, same thing, so forth and so on. There's a few teams that I'm looking at that are totally in the market for those top three picks next year and the year after.
0: I will always be forever indebted to LaVishka Chenault, always LaVishka Chenault and DJ Chark. Um, just because Trevor Lawrence was going to the Jaguars and Andy, I mean, I was just pulling these. I mean, there there were his silvers in dollar boxes, like silver field levels, and those went for like $20 a pop. So I like that. Now it's a little bit of a grind because you're doing some wide receiver prospecting. And I'm glad I was so wrong about Chris Olave. I thought he's going to be a decent receiver, he's special, like he is special, special. So Thank goodness the Saints didn't listen to me. Huh? 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 And we still are a bad football team. But that's not here nor there. Um, but yeah, you know, I I'm I'm so excited to be a member of the fantasy football uh card quest community. And before we give you one final little tip here. Patreon.com slash football cards is where you can go. You can join the Discord where you can ask me or Andy questions. Very lucky uh, to be a part of that community. I check out the Hype Index every week. Um, And there's all kinds of props and different things that are really fun in there. So make sure you check it out. One final thing, Andy, uh, to, to keep in mind, we are approaching the holiday season so things get more competitive as far as like football card sales are concerned, right? People are buying a ton of gifts for you know their children and grand- grandchildren and stuff. So you know money is, is is tight for a lot of people, including myself, but you know it gets a little bit tighter because there's all this other holiday spending that's that's going on. So what does that mean? Well, keep an eye out for great deals to buy, right? You you would be shocked at some of the prices that you can get, some cards that you thought you would never be able to buy, and it's it's very very interesting. So uh, that's my final tip. Do you have any other you know things before we get out of here, Andy?
1: Man, you nailed it, man! It's just just a great time. People are so focused on the the super elite, the hyper relevant players in auction. There's so many good players. That are going undervalued because people want to force that sale. They don't necessarily care if it goes $50, $60 undervalued. Maybe it goes way too low, and that's when you can come in and strike.
0: I love it. So get in the comment section. Let us know what has been your best time to end an auction. Are you tried and true, 7 p.m. Sunday night, or are you trying to target hyper relevancy? Okay, subscribe, ring the bell, all that good stuff. We'll see you next week, baby.
1: what up yo what's up man hey sorry about the uh the confusion earlier on last night i guess uh so i'm on vacation this week man and getting ready to take a a road trip leaving first thing tomorrow morning up to the mountains And so there's some errands and stuff that my wife needed to do, and she wasn't sure what time and blah, blah, blah. So I told her, I said, I got to let Carter know. He stays up really late and he doesn't have an alarm clock. So got to let him know the night before uh, (laughs) if you want to record in the morning.
0: Well, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Like I'm working on uh, a bunch of stuff. Obviously LSU, the SEC West champions. So doing a lot of uh, film study here, mm-hmm. and I, I and I'm actually uh, I'm actually studying um, a heartbreaking play, and um, what happened? Let me let me see. I'm putting my camera back up. Let me see. Do I? Okay, there we go. And now you're in beta version. Yeah, well, it's gonna go. It's gonna go. Get, give it a minute to warm up. Yes, I'm saying, like sometimes, you know, when I jump on here, plus I wanted to change it to my Drew Brees shirt because I'm really missing him right now. Uh really badly. Um but but no, you want to know what play I was looking at um uh, before I jumped on with you. And look, I, I keep a Chris Carter up there for Justin Jefferson and the greatest catch of all time. But so crazy. Um I was looking at the uh, the Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup throw versus the Bucks. You remember that throw from last uh, at year? At the end of the
1: playoff games when we did like a uh a blitz, an all out blitz, and let you know one guy on Cooper Cup and he just took the top off the defense. Took
0: the took the top off. So yeah, man, I was looking at I was looking at that play and I was studying that play um for something I'm doing with LSU. So interesting. Uh, so so yeah, man. Um, Did you buy that Jamar Chase zebra print? No, it's sold. I think it. I think it. I, I don't know how to one uh, one thirty point never works for me for whatever reason. Really? And I think it actually. I think he actually got four K for it. I'm serious.
1: I wouldn't be surprised, man. We. we I want all it. right because <laughs> I can't find it. I'm looking through the sold items right now, and I'm like, where the heck is this thing?
0: Let me see. Field level.
1: We got a shout out, Nick. Nick is an OG around the channel. Dropped a, a comment. Said, hey, they just posted a PSA 10 field level Jamar Jamarche zebra print. You've been looking for this card since they came out with it. The artist proofs. And they finally had one. And, and uh, you had some feelers in on it. And it and I- slipped away. It slipped away. <laughs>
0: So I I will issue an apology to Nick. Thank you for looking out for me. I wish I was rich. uh, And I wish I could just buy it. I wish I had money. And then they say, well, money can't buy happiness. I was like, in that case, it Uh, could have. But no, I, I mean, I really wanted to just buy it. I really, really, really did. But who knows? One might surface again and uh my sorrows will go away. But I do agree with you, there's probably a ton still getting graded and sent out and all that stuff. And uh and yeah. Um but but yeah, man, I I'm sad. I'm very he sold sad. it.
1: He took the listing down and sold it off offline.
0: Oh yeah. What happened?
1: Okay. That's why I can't find it anywhere.
0: Oh, so that's why it didn't show up in the 130 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I mean, uh, dude, I've I've gone through every method I would think of, every title uh that I could think of on eBay the past 30 minutes here <laughs> trying to find it and I can't find it. So I know that he took it down and sold it offline cuz didn't he didn't he offer you like a, a potential deal offline?
0: Yeah, and it was still it still wasn't that bad. It was like 2500. Um but still, I'm just going to
1: wait it out and it's too bad you're a responsible adult Carter.
0: <laughs> that's part of it, but also like I really would I like it in a PSA 10 slab. Yeah, you want every card in a PSA 10 slab. But I kind of just want it raw and honestly, I would prefer it to be in an SGC slab just cuz it's black and white like the card. The aesthetic of the card is a very black and white card with the zebra. I think it would match better with that type of slab now i know a lot of people are going to come after me like, no not a, nobody would ever take a sgc rp and that's true like if you were to say hey would you rather this card in an sgc slab or a psa 10 slabs say psa 10 slab right but if i get a little bit cheaper i, I would yeah. prefer it and
1: for the value, right? But an SGC slab does look nice. Plus, if it doesn't come back at ten, you just pop, pop, pop that thing right out. The plastic's very rigid. You know, it, it looks professional. It looks clean, and we know it's easy to get the card out if it, the grade doesn't come back what what you want it as. So,
0: right. Um, but yeah, man, what what's, on, what's uh, on your mind today?
1: Uh, well, I just finished the uh, the hype index. For week 11 and um uh, i was looking at this i'm like okay cooper Cup's got a high ankle sprain and matt stafford didn't play last week but that was a concussion i think he'll be back but you know he's so singled in on cooper cup and without cooper cup i feel like that offense has already been anemic and without cooper cup now They, I mean, and so I'm looking at this. I'm like, all right, the Saints are playing the Rams this upcoming week in the Superdome. If if the Saints can't beat the Rams without Cooper Cup, I don't, I'm sorry, Carter, I don't know what to tell you, man.
0: What's up? I don't know. No, I don't know why my, I don't know why this video is randomly playing audio. I have no idea it just automatically just started going.
1: I thought I heard something in the
0: background. Yeah, like- I, I was trying to figure, I was like, I, I really do think my house is possessed. Um, I, I Actually, I think I'm possessed. Like, I was cutting something for the YouTube channel, and all of a sudden, a, a door just opened, and my screen just started flashing. What? I, I, I promise you. And it was during the LSU Alabama weekend. It was uh, Halloween weekend. So... I think I'm possessed. I really do think so. I'd stay away from me. But I, I I will I will say this about football cards. I'm ready to buy. The Jamar Chase card makes me want to just buy a thousand different cards. And, yeah, um, I'm excited. And I'm ready. I'm starting to consider unloading some of these Tyron Matthew cards so I can buy into uh, a a bigger Joe Burrow card or um the, the one guy that I kinda want to talk about today is uh Justin Herbert. And interesting. And I, I just think it's gonna be so fascinating because it, there's there's people out there saying now that Tua is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert.
1: Oh, buddy, they're, they're getting out there, huh, ahead of their skis a they're, little bit.
0: They're, 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 they're starting to creep out. And so here's what I did, Andy. So I actually watched as much as I could have of the 49ers-Chargers game. And the Chargers have a bottom three healthy roster right now in the AFC. It's bad. Like, I, I Nobody was getting open. The play calling was bad. And I, you know, I'm not a Herbert guy, really. Like, um, funny thing is, I saw him in Vegas uh, last year, uh, taking his offensive line out for dinner. And I, I, I mean, I'm nothing against him. Uh, Obviously, I'm a Burrow guy, but I'm going to actually defend Justin Herbert today. And if the Chargers continue to lose, now you should get Mike Williams back. But if they continue to lose, and there's a dip. I'm I'm going to buy um some Herbert stuff but I mean there's so much Herbert stuff out there slabbed and it's it's so strange because you know he's in the LA market and you know he's got this big arm you know so yeah. much of this so much of his price is already baked in you know what I'm saying like Super Bowl's MVP is kind of baked in And I do think at some point he'll win an MVP. I do think he's a really good talent. But man, it's just, it's just, it's just interesting because, like, he is a superhuman talent. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he's not playing well. But at the same time, it's also his supporting cast.
1: Supporting cast. A dot. His A dot's been terrible this year. He's got one of the lowest A dots in the league. But that's, I guess, a combination of supporting cast and maybe, uh, offensive play calling and stuff but you're right man i i noticed that he was getting a lot of pressure from san francisco's a d line which they've got some really good guys on that line so it's understandable but they tried to build so so many um bring so many guys in on the defense in the offseason they didn't really focus too much on the offensive line they didn't focus at all on wide receivers and they need a lot of help in both of those departments uh and then they need to call better plays (laughs) Imagine how easy it would have been to draft Lamar Jackson, like in a super flex league this past year, draft Lamar Jackson first round, and then get fields like in the fourth or fifth round after getting, uh, you know, an Eckler, uh, you know, a couple other skill position players in there and then going back getting fields in like the fourth or fifth round in a super flex league like he was, he was below Trevor Lawrence, he was below a lot of guys that even I was listening to a Dynasty podcast yesterday. They've moved Justin Fields ahead
0: of Trevor Lawrence. And Rogers is like the most interesting hobby quarterback in my mind. Um, yeah, he's it's number very,
1: very interesting.
0: He's number two to Tom Brady. You know, as far as like you know quarterbacks from like the last decade, he's he's a clear number two to Tom Brady. Um, and that's somebody with the Drew Brees shirt on. Um, but I don't know. I, I People just don't care. I, like They just don't care about him a whole lot, really. Uh, Your guy,
1: Joe Burrow, is coming off a bye week. Great matchup this weekend uh, against Pittsburgh. Probably be one of the Cincinnati Bengals will be my play of the week. I don't think Minka Fitzpatrick will play. Now, this is a rematch, so I think Burrow's going to be coming out a little – It's too bad he doesn't have Jamar Chase. I hope that guy gets back on the field real soon, but I think he can get it done with the weapons that he's got.
0: Well, especially since they lost the first matchup the way that they lost it.
1: Exactly. Now they do have TJ Watt back, but, you know, the secondary's been weakened. In fact, Minka Fitzpatrick had appendicitis last week, and so I don't think he's going to be back this quick. I mean, he had true appendicitis like Burrow did, so I think he's going to miss a few weeks. Um, TJ Watts back, but he's just one guy and, and, and they are, they are depleted. They're one of the bottom in the league and passing defense DV away. So, I mean, it, it's a smash spot for, for the Bengals here this, this weekend. And it could be a shootout because Pickett's aggressive, man. The guy plays with no fear. Um, and you know, they're, they're letting them, they're letting them sling it, man. I love it. Going on a road trip in the morning. I came, I rolled up. Yesterday, from the rental cars, they are renting a car, so don't put the mileage on our on our car. Oh, you're one of those guys. You're one yeah. of those guys. And we're taking a road trip, man. I wanted to. Where? Uh, how keep, far are you driving? About a thousand miles. Okay, round so, trip.
0: Round trip. So where yeah. are you going?
1: To uh, the North Georgia, like the Appalachian Mountains. Oh well, yeah,
0: that, yeah. Rent a car, especially for going up. Yeah. So so, so
1: we signed up for a midsize SUV. And I come home, my wife drops me off. She doesn't know what kind of car I'm coming back with. All they had was a minivan. So I come, <laughs> I come rolling up in a brand new 2021 Chrysler Caravan. And uh like windows down, got the music cranked up, and uh she's like, Oh no, no, this is not what I signed up for.
0: <laughs> I'm like, What you didn't want to
1: be like soccer mom, get, get the soccer mom thing going with the car. <laughs>
0: Oh so. well, yeah, I'll. Uh, <laughs> that gets me in a good mood when I hear stuff like that. But yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm ready to go Whenever you are, man. All right,
1: ready.